1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: People have died out here.
2: It's without doubt the most dangerous diving in the world. Uh, Josh, do you copy? Over. Uh, Josh, do you copy?
1: Has he responded? Imagine if the Liberty Bell, one of America's great national treasures, was stolen by criminals, loaded onto a barge only to sink in the Delaware River. It sounds outlandish, but a very similar scenario took place in the nation of Myanmar and Southeast Asia, when a treasured bell was stolen hundreds of years ago. In the 15th century, King Damazeti decided to make a gift for his people. So he melted huge quantities of gold and silver and produced the largest bell in the history of the world, a 300-ton, 18-foot-tall treasure. It was housed in the country's most sacred temple, but many believed it was cursed. Then, in 1608, a Portuguese mercenary stole the bell and loaded it onto a raft. But the enormous weight tore the barge to bits, and the bell sank to the bottom of the river. But now, the Myanmar government believes newly found historical documents will lead them to the prize. Meanwhile, a team of foreign divers are mounting their own search using cutting-edge sonar. But locals are wary since they believe that powerful spirits guard the bell. Decades of strict military rule have made Myanmar one of the most closed off nations in the world. But the doors are finally creaking open. I plan to be one of the first outsiders to document the historic search for this legendary treasure. And the hunt begins right now. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, I have a tendency to end up in some very strange situations. There has got to be a better way to make a living. My travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. We're good to fly. Let's go. This is Expedition Unknown. This is the city of Bagan. It's where the original Burmese kingdoms were born. It's also, in many ways, the spiritual heart of this country. This is a place that I have wanted to visit for years, but it has been off limits to the outside world under the thumb of military rule. Well, times change. Welcome to Myanmar. A little orientation. The search for the cursed bell of Damazeti is taking place in Myanmar's largest city, Yangon. But I'm starting my expedition about 400 miles to the north, here in the rural outpost of Bagan. Before I join the hunt, I need to immerse myself in Myanmar's unique culture. Tanaka?
0: Tanaka.
1: Yeah. This is Tanaka, a paste made from the bark of sandalwood. And you see it on just about everybody here in Myanmar. It's kind of an all-in-one makeup. Sunscreen and moisturizer. How do I look? Oh, a mirror, this is like a salon. Oh yes, very nice. Myanmar. Myanmar. That's what they call me, Mr. Myanmar. This country admitted few foreigners until recently. And while the locals can be shy, it doesn't take long to realize that they're also incredibly good natured. Here, can I carry? Can I carry for you? Here, I'll help. Here we go. How hard can this be? (laughs) Everyone's trying to help. Yours is way easier. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Okay, I got it. Let's go.
0: I'm
1: going to carry it like this. I'm starting to feel comfortable here in Bagan, but that doesn't mean this country is easy to understand. Maps of this region have been redrawn so many times, it's nearly impossible to keep track of. For a thousand years, feuding kingdoms were in a constant state of war. In time, the country unified, then fell under British rule and was rechristened British Burma. Independence followed, as did a civil war that has dragged on for nearly 60 years. Now the country has been rebranded Myanmar, and the military-backed government is issuing in many democratic reforms. What happens next is anybody's guess. So far, I feel totally welcome here. Though there is one downside to being a foreigner. We're forbidden from renting gas-powered motorcycles. And since my next stop is on the outskirts of the city, I have only one option. I present to you the very small Chinese electric scooter. Go around, go around, go around. I'm on a ridiculous Chinese scooter. Have a good day. plains of Bagan are littered with Buddhist temples, lots of Buddhist temples. And it's where my hunt for the great Damazetti Bell begins. Go around! In the middle of the 9th century, King Anuratha united the region under Theravada Buddhism. Over the next 250 years, an estimated 10,000 monasteries, temples, and pagodas sprang up on the dusty plains of Bagan. Today, over 2,000 remain in every shape and style imaginable. Many in Myanmar believe that strange Buddhist spirits, known as gnats, are protecting the bell. To learn more, I'm going to one of the holiest places in all of Myanmar, the temple at Mount Popa. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. This thing is just screaming at me in Chinese. It's like the Chinese Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Misa, Misa, make a big mistake, I get it. Oh God, a hill. This is it, this is the end. And I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dead, it's over. The bike's dead. I'm off, what else do you want from me? It's clear I need to find another way to get to Mount Popa, and though Myanmar doesn't have Uber, it's not hard to flag down a ride. Can I have a ride? Yeah, it's okay. This is what I'm talking about. Mount Popa, here we come. Hi, hi. I feel like I'm running for mayor. Hi. It's pretty amazing up here. just have to watch out for the power lines. This is our stop. Thanks to the kindness of strangers, I reach my destination the base of the soaring temple of Mount Popa. The shrine is known as the home of the Nats, powerful and enigmatic spirits worshipped by the people of Myanmar and rumored to guard the missing bell. Mount Popa is one of the most spiritual sites in all of Myanmar. Unfortunately for me, it's 2,500 feet up off the ground. So it's exactly 777 stairs from the bottom to the top. So like all Buddhist holy sites, you can't wear your shoes, which normally wouldn't be a problem, but there are 777 stairs of monkey poop here at Mount Popa. Oh man. This is a lot of stairs. 774, 775, 776, 777. Boy, there better be a zip line down from this thing. I've arranged to meet with Mr. Sway, a Myanmar historian who is deeply connected to local religious leaders. Sway. Oh, hi, Mr. Joseph. Mingalava. Mingalava. Maubat is we call this spirit, not the spirit, that holy place. And what are nats? So nat
2: is you know the people who will be dying and then they became the spirit.
1: So it's like a ghost.
2: Yeah, like a ghost.
1: Nats are unique to Myanmar and have been folded into Buddhism here. There are 37 major gnats and countless minor ones. Almost all were humans who met violent deaths. Today, they act as guardians and are considered very powerful. Why would these gnats curse the bell?
0: Because, you know, the bell was stolen by the Portuguese
1: people. Mm, right. So the gnats are very angry. So the gnats protect the bell and curse others from finding it. So, how do I find the bell?
0: We have to, you know, ask
2: you know, some spirit, you know?
1: We have to ask the gnats? Ask the gnats, yes. Mr. Sway has agreed to take me into a temple where people not only pray to the gnats, but are able to conjure them as well. As we step inside to observe this strange ritual, I have no idea what to expect. absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase
1: I'm at a temple in Bagan, Myanmar as part of my quest to find the legendary Damazetti Bell Many locals believe that supernatural entities called Gnat Spirits guard this lost treasure. As we head into the temple, I'm expecting a solemn religious ceremony. Instead, I find this. To me, the cacophony of horns and drums sounds like a nightmare version of the Star Wars Cantina Band. But apparently, the Nat Spirits like to party. So they are praying to the gnat spirits? Yeah, they are praying, yeah. What happens when they dance? When they dance, spirit come inside. So when they over, they don't know what happened. Ah, I see, it's like in a trance. Yes, like a trance. The dancers are mediums who attempt to channel the spirits, who, according to local tradition, connect with the gnats as their spirit wives. They like the beauty, right? The spirits like the beauty? Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Each of the 37 gnats oversee a different aspect of life. Are you a kid who's struggling in school? Just give a toy to Shi Nemi. Problems at home? Offer some fried chicken to Min Mahagiri. Or appease the flower-eating gnat, Mewuna. There's even Lord Kaiosua, or the drunk gnat. He's the patron saint of gamblers. Just bring him some smokes and booze, and he's got your back. He's the party spirit. He's a party spirit. <laughs> this is my kind of gnat. Yeah. <laughs> These spirits may seem outrageous, but many Myanmar people believe they guard the bell and have cursed it from being found. And since their blessing is seen as vital, I'm joining in. I need to appeal to Yushinji, the spirit of the water, represented by the Naga serpent. The mediums channel his spirit and go into a sort of trance. After placing a Naga crown on my head, the possessed medium attempts to transfer the spirit to me. I don't know what just happened, but I'm a changed man. Whew, where am I? Having had my first audience with the Nat Spirits, I really do feel energized by this one-of-a-kind ceremony. I've also made some killer new Facebook friends. I'm ready. Let's go find a bell. Now that I've been blessed by the spirits believed to be protecting the Damazeti Bell, I'm traveling to the scene of the crime. Having hitched a ride to the airport, I'm flying 400 miles south to the city of Yangon. This is Yangon, the former capital of Myanmar. The name Yangon means the end of strife, which is ironic because this city has had one of the most tumultuous histories in all of Southeast Asia it began as a simple fishing village. By the time King Damazeti cast his great bell in 1484, it had blossomed into the capital of a Buddhist kingdom. But by the 19th century, the British, already in control of neighboring India, were hungry for more. After three bloody wars, Burma fell under colonial control. This city became Rangoon, one of the jewels of their empire, the London of the East. Today, colonial buildings gracefully haunt every corner of the city, crumbling memories of another age. The modern city of Yangon that has emerged is struggling to shape a new identity. Ancient temples now double as traffic circles, and there are as many high-rise developments as Buddha statues, some of which are themselves the size of buildings. And at the city's center is a shining star. This is the Shwedagon Pagoda. Walking around in here is like being inside a gold ornament. Everything is glittering. This is the last location of the Damazeti Bell. It is the most spiritual site for Buddhists in Myanmar. And I have to be honest, it may be the most beautiful temple in the world. The temple is like a small city, dripping in 20 tons of gold. It is a hub for meditation, prayer, and rites of passage. I can't help but notice that everywhere you look, there are bells. Bells are incredibly significant in Buddhist religion. They can be used as calls to prayer, but just the ringing of a bell is actually a prayer in and of itself. Uh, If you make an offering to the temple, if you make an offering to Buddha, you ring a bell three times. Just hearing that bell can actually bring someone good karma. Some bells are small, others are not. Nearby is the Mahaganda bell. It's one-tenth the size of the Damazetti bell, and was once stolen by the British. It too fell into the river, but was recovered and returned to the temple. If it can happen once, why can't it happen again? That's just what this man hopes. Author Chit San Nguyen is a government minister and one of the world's foremost experts
0: on the lost bell.
1: So, tell me about the Damazedi bell here at the Shwedagon Pagoda. <laughs> The sacred bell was here from 1484 to 1608, but it was then stolen by the Portuguese. His name was de Brito. Portuguese warlord Felipe de Brito Inacote wrestled control of this area in 1599. He then started defiling Buddhist shrines and eventually stole the great Damazetti bell, which he wanted to melt down and turn into cannons. It is said that he took the bell and rolled it downhill. From the Shwedagon Pagoda, he probably brought the bell to Posidon Creek. From there, it was lashed to a raft behind De Brito's warship. The plan was to get the bell to Debrito's fortress across the river at Fan Lin. But at the convergence of the Creek, Bago River, and the Yangon River, the bell, raft, and Debrito's warship all sank. Tell me about the searches this summer. It was a major event, thousands of spectators. There were many local divers. Did they find anything? They thought so, but it turned out to be debris. Why do you think it has been so hard to find the bell? Because all we know is that the bell was lost where the rivers meet, but we have new data that may redefine where that really is. Wow. Mr. Wynn's team has been studying centuries-old charts, and while everyone has been searching in the center of the rivers, Wynn now believes these banks were once wider which means their center would be further north. In other words, everyone may have been looking in the wrong place. So how is the search progressing now? Who would you direct me to? The team is about to dive in the new location. We think this could be the spot. I'm in Yangon, Myanmar, looking for the largest bell in the world. I'll be joining a government-sponsored team on the other side of the river who are searching for this sunken national treasure. As Yangon tumbles into the 21st century, the river is a snapshot of economies big and small. From massive freighters to rundown skiffs and just about everything in between, it is a chaotic ballet with no discernible choreography. What do we have here? No, too small. Sir, you wear a lot of different hats. That's an expression. How much are these? Okay, I'll take it. The government team I'm joining is very serious about the spiritual nature of the bell, so before I meet them, I've been advised to pick up a specific Buddhist offering. To do that, I need to jam over to the local market. Can I have a ride? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure this will hold me? Yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> well, don't don't be so sure. Morning. Oh. Ow. Shocks on this bad boy are not great. Ooh. Oh Good lord. We're here? Yeah, good. Great. Thank you. Southeast Asian markets are a revelation. Just about every single food imaginable, plus a few thousand more that you never knew existed. Like, what is this? No idea. that brains the old bag of brains it's a classic i'm getting hungry just looking at it custom dictates that i bring something to the docks to appease the spirits guarding the bell when you're doing any sort of offering here in myanmar it's customary to bring coconuts banana and in this case something to represent the gnat spirits of the water in no time at all i find a vendor who has everything i need Okay, we've got a little coconut uh, throne here with a coconut crown. This is the fanciest coconut I've ever seen. Very, very good. And my bananas. And this is one of the gnats, one of the spirits here. This is Ushinji, which is the gnat of the sea. So this is uh, for, for protection when going out on the water. So with this and my coconut and my bananas, we are good to make an offering. Thank you very much. With my shopping complete, it's back to the bike for a final, painful ride to the dock. Everything hurts. My hips are broken and shattered into pieces. Come to the docks. Everything's broken. <sighs> the state-sponsored hunt for the bell is being executed by Commerce Minister Yu Win Mint. Hello. Are you Mr. Mint? Yes. Here you go. Here are the offerings for the journey. It's very nice to meet you. Yeah. But before any searching can be done, the offering must be made. And I notice a Buddhist monk arriving to bless the crew before the mission. This ceremony is an appeal to the Nat spirits to keep us safe and guide our search. With the ceremony complete and the Nat spirits hopefully appeased, our modest research vessel heads into the river. This is where you think the bell is located, here in in the middle of these three rivers. He believed in this place. We now think we know the true center of the three rivers. Why do you think it's so important to find the bell? Why do you want the bell recovered? My ancestors forged this bell. I want to see it return to its rightful place for our people and for our country. And you feel confident that you're going to find the bell? Yeah, he has competence, full competence. The government's passion for finding the bell is inspiring, but also incredibly dangerous. The water is mud, which means zero visibility. Divers can't see their instruments, let alone the bell, or hundreds of years of twisted, sharp debris. These waters also have a deadly current that can shift at a moment's notice. Where the green buoy is, Yeah, that's the location? That's the location. Okay. So we're approaching the area where the bell is supposed to be. This is the meeting point of the three rivers from the legend. The Yangon River, Positong Creek, and the Bago River. Somewhere beneath us, supposedly, is the bell. But when we reach the search area where the team recently found mysterious wreckage, I get a look at the greatest danger facing these divers. Looks like a gas mask that's been fitted with a piece of plastic having air fed in from a compressor below deck, some homemade straps that's been hand tied into this rubber tubing. Yeah. It's pretty fumey, but it's air. This is your weights. So this is a big piece of chain with a garden hose on it, and he's, I guess, gonna wear this, and this is what he uses to get down to the bottom of the river, fast. I have been diving for 25 years in every corner of the world. I have never seen anything like this. Okay, here we go. You guys are out of your minds. This is, in a word, insane. An aquatic Russian roulette that has already killed several divers. I'm in Myanmar with the country's official search team looking for the Damazetti Bell, a priceless golden artifact believed to be lost at the bottom of the Yangon River. So basically now, we just wait. From the moment the diver disappears below the surface, a cloud of anxiety descends on the boat. We collectively stare at the murky water as the minutes creep by. I see his bubbles. It's really nerve-wracking because there's really not that much air coming into the mask, and it's not very clean air, it's all coming out from the engine, so the fact that he's been down this long is, uh, is just kind of nerve-wracking. Each dive should last no more than five minutes, since the further the searchers drift from the boat, the more likely they'll get tangled in debris at the bottom. Okay, pulling back? Finally, the men minding the air hose feel a series of pulls on the line that signifies that the diver wants to be yanked to the surface. You okay? So what what did you see down there? It is very muddy and totally dark. I could feel debris, but I'm not sure what it is yet. Tell him I think that he's very brave. <laughs> Or or very crazy. (laughs) This operation is all about repetition. As soon as one diver surfaces, another hits the water. It's a nail-biting process that repeats itself until finally the current becomes too dangerous to continue. While the divers report feeling debris at the bottom, they aren't able to dislodge anything to bring to the surface. Given the team's limitations, I can't help but be somewhat skeptical that they'll succeed. What do you think is going to be required to find this bell? Faith and hard work. We need to incorporate new technology in future searches as well. But it will take both faith and science together. Thank you, Mr. Min. Myanmar's official search team clearly has dedication for finding the Damazetti Bell. However, there's another group that's using advanced equipment to aid the search. They've even captured a sonar image of two objects that might be the bell and the remains of De Brito's ship. I'm hoping to join them, so I'm catching a train to their base of operations further upstream. The rail lines in Myanmar aren't in the best condition, but they're still the fastest way to get around Yangon. Welcome aboard the Circle Line. It's hectic, it's noisy, it's bumpy. And every day, this train makes about a 30-mile circuit around the city of Yangon. Ticket price, about 10 cents. The railroad is like a movable market. Each station is packed with vendors, some of which even line the tracks with food. On board, you can sample bite-sized offerings of betel nut or stop off at a mobile watermelon stand. Sharp knife on a moving train is not, I think, advisable. (laughs) Thank you. Very good. From the train station, it's a short walk to the riverfront, where I'm meeting Aussie explorer, Damien Lay. So, the Great Bell. Where has everybody been looking?
2: The legend has it that the bell was lost at the convergence of the three rivers, which is the Yangon River, the Bagot River, and Pausidong Creeks. So everybody's kind of placed the bell right dead center in the convergence of those three rivers. Right. They've been very literal about it. Very literal. So rather than kind of focusing on this particular area, we've broadened the search along that entire route.
1: Why do you think nobody looked there?
2: Well, nobody looked there because the British Admiralty charts tell you that Pauzadong Creek's only a meter deep.
1: So probably the bell's not going to be sitting in three feet of water.
2: No, but British Admiralty charts can be wrong. And lo and behold, when we took the sonar vessels up there, all of a sudden it starts dropping off, dropping off down to 12 meters, and we have this massive channel. And no one searched it. And no one searched it. Wow. So as we moved into this channel, here appears this massive target which fits the size and scale of what the Bell is believed to be. See, the image something promising out there. Mm. And now what? Well, we go back out. We're yeah. going to dive it, collect more sonar data, and determine what this object is.
1: Damien and his team have garnered national acclaim for their efforts, and their recent sonar hits sound very promising. Down at the dock, I meet Damien's colleague, Jeremy, and their local researcher, Anjo. In short order, we load up our gear, fire up the engines, and begin the search. We begin by heading to the convergence of the rivers. While the government is focused on the center of the channel and a point to the north, Damien believes the target is nearer to the shore in previously unsearched waters. It's up to Damien and his crew to safely navigate us through the local waterways. No small feat considering the number of people zigzagging through these shipping lanes. As we reach the busy and potentially dangerous intersection of the three rivers, we see something unexpected in our path. Hold on. Hang on, we're gonna get some wake here, guys. Big time. What the is this? Oh, (laughs) my. Hang on, we're gonna get some wake here, guys. Big time. Hold on. I'm in Myanmar looking for the legendary Damazeti Bell, with a team of researchers who think they may have located the lost artifact. To reach our search area, we need to steer our vessel through the treacherous intersection of several rivers. What the f- is this? Oh my. What is this? Celebration. What are they celebrating? Lies the saint. I love this song. <laughs> Can somebody shazam this song for me? It's the celebration of another Nat spirit. I' about this thing coming down? Forget towing an inner tube or a wakeboard. In Myanmar, they tow Buddhist temples. It's the craziest river I've ever been on in my life. Finally, we reach the team's primary search area close to shore. We know that DeBritto stole the bell from the Shwedagon Dakota. Yep. Do we know which way he took it then? There's no documentation. You know, if you've
2: got to move a 300-ton bell, the most logical way is get it down
1: to the water, cause it on creek. The team activates the sonar as we begin the process of relocating the large object and wreckage they identified on their previous expedition. For generations, this area went unsearched because nautical charts said the water was too shallow but the sonar paints a very different picture. So you can see the depth's dropping now. Yeah, so we're coming into this hole. We're in almost 30 feet of water right here, and it's supposed to be 2 feet of water. Those charts are completely wrong. we only got about 50 plates to go, and we should be seeing this
2: target. We're on that GPS mark now.
1: There are swift currents here. So now that we know we're in the right place, we need to pinpoint the target by nailing it with what's called a shot line. So this big steel weight is connected to this line, which is connected to a float. We're gonna to try to relocate this really promising target. And once we're right on top of it, try to throw this weight to market. That way we can circle back, dive down.
2: Standing by, Joe? Ah, uh, here it is.
1: Go! Go! Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. Look at that, right there.
2: Smack bang, well done, bro. On. Nice work, buddy. <laughs> There it is. What is that?
1: That's what we got to figure out, huh? I mean, that looks like a bell. Yeah. OK, anchors in. A lot of people have looked for this bell. People have died out here? It's
2: without doubt the most dangerous diving in the world. Yeah. There were two Navy divers that got lost out here. and I think in total there were seven, seven divers that have been lost. If you have a problem with your gear, you have a problem with a snag, you get caught in a wreck, you gone. The best you can hope for is they can pull
1: your body up. Well, you're really selling this to me. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> All diving is done solo to eliminate the risk of two divers getting tangled by their guidelines. The extreme conditions also require unique precautions. We use the rope for rope signals. Uh-huh. So when I hit the bottom, uh-huh. It's one pull to the
2: surface. Okay. One pull return. Uh-huh. Four pulls if something's wrong, get me out.
1: All right, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. With his tow line secured and metal detector in hand, Damien swims over to the shot line and disappears below the surface. Josh for Damien, come in.
0: Copy, Josh.
1: How's it looking there?
0: It's very dark, and I'm on the bottom now. Zero visibility.
2: On a very large object, Uh, the object is
1: very
0: encrusted in growth.
1: Any sense of what it is? You think it could be the bell?
0: Getting a lot of hits on the metal detector.
1: Copy that. OK, we're at five minutes, giving you one pull on the rope. Copy that. Like the locals, Damien's dives are also kept to just five minutes to leave plenty of air on hand in case he has to free himself from debris. A tether
0: tangled in the shot line at the moment. It's going to take me a few minutes to get, get clear. Copy.
1: Sammy, are you okay down there?
2: Okay, I'm clear. Time's up.
1: We're gonna pull you back up. He pull you? Okay, you pull the beam up. How'd it go? No good. (coughs) Getting snagged on debris is one of the biggest dangers of diving in zero visibility. Damien had to break his entangled metal detector and headphones to free himself and get back to the surface. Oh, it's
2: crazy down there, There's a lot of debris. Kind of feels really much like a, a wreck. There's um, something quite large and domish off the back, which kind of feels like rock. Is it a bell, is it a buoy, or is it part of the shipwreck? I think you better get your wetsuit on and get in here. And... Do I have to? Yeah. If you want to know what it's like to look for this, man, you got to get in the water, it's amazing down there. You know, it's it's diving like you've never experienced. So. All right,
1: yeah, I'm coming in. All right. I made a deal, I said I'd come out here. All right, let's get me out of here and get okay. you in there, huh? Wait, where did you get a cigarette from?
2: I took it with me. They're special underwater
1: cigarettes, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't seen those. No. Yeah.
1: I'm going to be honest, I don't really want to do this, really. People have died attempting this but the opportunity to take part in this legendary search is just too unique to pass up. Okay, let's talk about what I need to know.
2: What you gotta understand is you're probably the third, fourth Westerner in the world to ever dive in this location. Yeah. You know, you can't see your gauges, it's pretty extreme. If you've got any problems and you wanna come out, four pulls, and we'll just pull you straight out. Got it. Okay, that's okay. all you gotta know. Give me the yeah, full man. mask. Yeah, that on your right, right shoulder. All clear.
1: Weather ready? Yeah. Here we go. One inch below the surface, and it's pitch black. Damian, can you read me? Uh, copy you, Josh. I'm at the bottom. Repeat, I'm at the bottom.
2: I can see what seems like some netting or some down here. Okay, copy that. So you want to stay clear of any kind of like fishing net or netting or anything that might be caught up on the structure. Do you copy? Josh, do you copy? Over. Uh, Josh, do you copy? Over. Ongjo, give him one pull, Joe, One pull? Josh, do you copy? Over. Anything? Josh, uh, Josh do you copy?
0: Has he responded?
2: That current's really turned. We're gonna have a lot of trouble getting him out if we don't get him out now. Okay, Joe, pull him out! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry. We gotta get him out.
1: Okay, you good? Just don't let go, all right? The current has picked up sharply and nearly dragged me deep into a field of debris beneath the surface. All right, here okay. comes the fun part. There you go. There you go. That's it. Look at that. Well, once the current started to pick yeah. up it just was like i had no control i mean sure. if i let go of the boat just then i would have been you would have been gone. yeah i was only able to pull up one thing oh nice you see some looks like some riveting yeah. or some bolts that were in here so this is obviously not you know from the 17th century
2: no absolutely not i mean that's modern that's pretty modern yeah
1: yeah is this the main sonar hit or is this just debris that's well, piled up on top of it well, there's definitely a wreck there yeah, and there's definitely something else. It felt kind of... something smooth, yeah, yeah, something smooth and large. Yeah, it feels
2: like a rock, right? Yeah. And it's massive, yeah?
1: Yeah, really big. But I so... couldn't get anything off of it. It just felt like a kind of crusted stone. Yeah. So... But the real problem is you've got 600 years of junk on top of it. Yeah. Well, this is a piece of the puzzle, but it's a puzzle that needs to be solved in the
2: blind. Yeah. you just got to keep doing this process over and over again. You know, the bell's been waiting 400 years to be found. I mean, what's another day. That's
1: know. right. Well, thank you. Man, well done. Yeah, thanks I'm very much. seriously
2: impressed with you.
1: <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I, I need a shower and a beer. Yeah. In, a, in any order. Yeah, can I have a scotch yet? Yeah, you can have a scotch. You've earned it. Let's go. <laughs> for four centuries, people in Myanmar have looked in vain for a sacred relic. It has been costly both in money and in lives but damien and others like him are bringing technology into the equation which combined with local knowledge and ingenuity may finally lead to discovery like the country of myanmar itself the future of the great bell of damazeti is unknown both have been caught in political intrigue that has stretched on for too long i for one believe the bell will be found That it will be returned to glory at the Shwedagon Pagoda. I believe that because I believe in the people of Myanmar. This country is infused with what can only be described as magic. Maybe it's Nat's spirits. Maybe it's thousands of years of history. But whatever it is, this is a place of wonders.